0: Welcome to Simply Financial with Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers. Thanks for joining us this week
1: on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great team at Insight Folios. Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers joining us as they always do. Paul is the creator of the proprietary Simplicity process and the author of Rethink, Replan, Retire. Charlie, of course, the author of Planning on Living Forever, Financial Insights from a Recovering Engineer. Serving you here in Western North Carolina, if you have questions, find us online at insightfolios.com or you can call
2: 855-999-PLAN at any time to get in touch. Paul, what's going on this week? How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's beautiful outside, and that always makes my spirits on high, you know?
1: I think we finally maybe have turned the winter corner, and we're heading in the right direction. Can I hold you to that? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, uh, I actually was at the Biltmore the other day, and it had just the tulips that were just coming up when we went and visited. And I, I was like, ah, I wish we were coming two or three weeks later because it's just going to be gorgeous. So I bet it's looking gorgeous over there right now. Charlie's here with us as well. Let's introduce you to his voice. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Walter looking forward to our program today, guys. We've got lots of good things to talk about on today's show. We're going to give you the good news and bad news. Some of these uh, counterintuitive statements people tend to give us from time to time where they're looking for silver linings and they're just not there. We'll also talk about long-term care, the really important things that you need to know about that particular retirement planning issue. We'll even answer some of your questions and much more on today's show. We're going to start off today's program at a very lofty level, guys. Are you ready? Do you have your Your wigs on, we're going old school here. We're going with like old colonial wigs or I guess even probably further back than that. Get your robes on, all that kind of stuff. Get into the mode of Socrates. Okay, we're ready. On I'm show. getting a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> looking, over, oh. looking over there at Paul's wig is making you uh, a little nervous. Right? Uh. <laughs> Socrates once said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And so when it comes to financial planning, it's important to examine yourself by pondering some important questions. So we're going to be very introspective on today's show. I'm curious, what would be the answers that people might have to some of these questions if they came into your office and, you know, kind of start reflecting on some of these things. Why is it important to ask ourselves these questions and what should the answers end up sounding like? So I'll start you off with an easy one. You'll see where we're going with this. So the first one is, what financial issues do I really worry about? What really keeps me up at night? I'm sure the answer to that question gives you guys a lot of direction and a lot of answer.
3: You know, the one thing that stands out at me with this question is really very all-encompassing. I think, gosh, I don't want to be a burden to my kids. So, you know, that can go all the way from having enough money to live to long-term care needs, health issues, and, and that sort of thing really bothers me. So the question is, how can I best
2: prepare to protect my children in the future? You know, one of the biggest issues that's probably popping up today, I mean, the last couple weeks, been actually six weeks, but really the last week has been really kind of crazy in the market, and I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are really concerned on what direction this market's gonna go. Actually, yesterday, Charlie, when I were talking, and I said, man, the market's swinging another point or two today, and and he kind of smirks a little bit and he goes, was a percent? Uh, what's that,
3: another percent or two? Oh, yeah. come on! What up, down?
2: Are we so <laughs> numb to the market moving a percent on a day that it doesn't even matter anymore? I mean, the market volatility that we're experiencing right now is enough to stress everybody out, and I think that is leading to a lot of uncertainty. You know, there's some common ones that Charlie just talked about: healthcare costs running out of money. You know, your your actual health. I mean, there's a lot of fears, but then you compound this market volatility and uncertainty of where we're headed, and I think everything starts compounding it, on you. Yeah, it all relates back to that. I know. So, you know, one of the things that how to answer that is just to understand, you know, where you are and what you need to generate from an investment standpoint, an income standpoint to make sure you're okay, because volatility can be held at bay if you're getting paid by your investment. So... You know, there might be a lot of fear out there, but it, that fear can be addressed head on with a good financial plan.
1: That's a great point. So, again, ask yourself that question What financial issues are really keeping me up at night? Where is my worry really kind of emanating from? I think that's a really good question to ponder. You can also ask yourself, you know, what do I really desire the most from a financial standpoint? Again, that's probably a very revealing question.
2: Yeah, you know, we probably go over this the most with a lot of clients and it's the first thing that we bring up in meetings. There's not a whole lot of meetings where people in our office and Charlie and I are sitting in front of them and then saying, what do you really want to do in in retirement? What sets your soul on fire? What gets you out of bed? You know, what do you want to do most? Because that's really the end result of all hard work and planning is how you get to spend your time. And if you don't know that going in, everything else is just stuff and, and money and stress. I mean, if you don't have a goal, like it's like planning for a vacation, you know, the harder you plan for that vacation, the more details you get, The I almost feel like the better the vacation can be because you've got all that stuff out of the way. You don't want to get on vacation and go, okay, what are what, we going to do today? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, you you want to have everything kind of set and, and know exactly what you're going to do. Now there's those trips I get that you just want to be just, spontaneous yeah. sometimes, Paul. Come on. But at the end of the day, we want to put the hard work in first because when we get there and arrive, you just want to enjoy every single moment of it.
3: You remember a couple of weeks ago, we had the couple come in and went through their plan, and it looked really good. And all of a sudden, the wife got a big smile on her face and said, we're getting the Lake House. (laughs) So, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that brings us a lot of joy when we see people get it, that they really have succeeded in life and can do the things they want to do. And based on that, I'd like to do a call out on my brother and two sisters, and we don't have a vacation house, neither, <laughs> none of the three of them. And I, I'd really like to challenge them to go ahead and be more successful and get me that lake house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Teamwork. Teamwork makes Teamwork. the dream work. Yeah, exactly. So that's, again, a really good question to ask ourselves. What do we desire the most from a financial standpoint? Again, very revealing. This one, I doubt people are asking themselves this question, even though they should, Paul. And that would be, do I have any biases that affect my financial decisions? We all know that we have biases on certain things, but maybe
2: don't think about how big of an impact they might actually have. Actually, this question, in my opinion, is probably the most obvious to answer, but most people won't even answer it. Because if you think about it and you're out there kind of figuring out in your mind, what biases do you have? I can tell you right very easily if you had a statement standing in front of you or right in front of you right now. What's the first thing that you're going to look? Hey, Walter, you answer that. If you're looking at your investment statement, what's the first thing you're going to look at? How
1: much return I'm
2: getting? Your bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk am about I an, up or am I down? <laughs> There's your bias, and we're all the same way. We always look to the bottom line. That's not a bad thing, but that's definitely a bias. Hmm. But unfortunately, the bottom line doesn't always tell the truth. Let's talk about a stock. This there has you been a big discussion around our office here lately. There was a quote that we had heard last week that said stock prices tell lies, dividends tell the truth. And when you're looking at your statement, It's a sum of current value, which can be a lie. Some prices can be overinflated, can be overpriced, some can be well underpriced, but what are they paying you? What they're paying you tells the truth. That's like your paycheck. I love my boss, I hate my boss, my environment at work is good or bad, but regardless, you're getting paid. The truth is, what do you make? And when we're looking at, or trying to address our own understanding of what we have a bias to, we are addicted to the bottom line. Don't get me wrong. It's important. But at the end of the day, what's more important and what we should really be a bias about is how much are we getting paid on our investments? Because that tells a better truth than the value. Because the value can fluctuate, as we can That's see, right. wildly Very badly lately, on so. a daily basis. Yeah.
3: yeah. The thing that stands out to me is uh, an example I heard one time had someone come in. And, you know, we'll ask, what do you think about these investments or those investments and is there anything you're really adverse to and you know sometimes well, people say well i'm not going to buy this particular investment or that one and you get into the conversation well is that a belief or is that a conviction you know can i persuade you one way or the other or not and the example is ask that question of one lady and she said well i'll never own walmart stock and You're thinking, oh my gosh you know that may be a good investment to have but why wouldn't you do that and it's well My aunt fell and got hurt, and they wouldn't pay for her medical bills there. People come from different perspectives, different backgrounds, and it's really unusual what biases we may really have.
1: Yeah, I think these are great examples of the kinds of questions that you guys help spark when somebody comes into the office to talk to you about their financial plan. It Just one question leads to another, and even if you get an answer on that question, it's going to lead to more questions. I think that's all a part of getting a solid financial plan in place. Also, this is a good reminder for us to mention to you that you can get a Retirement Rescue Toolkit that Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers have put together. It's got uh, their books in that toolkit. It's got other CDs, reports, bonus items as well inside that toolkit. It's a physical kit that you can get for free, kind of as a thank you to listening to the program if you kind of want to learn some of the basics of financial and retirement planning. You can get that toolkit right now, in fact, by texting the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. What'll happen is you'll get a text right back from us with a link. You just click the link, put in your info, and you'll be able to get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit. This is something that Paul and Charlie will actually mail to you, and it has those resources inside of it. Great first step to take if you're thinking about putting together a better financial and retirement plan. Just text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222 to get your own Retirement Rescue Toolkit. One more time, in the message field of a text, just put the word KIT, K-I-T, and the number that you text it to. It's only five digits, 33222 is that number. Hit send and you'll get that toolkit in just a matter of uh, a few seconds is how fast you can order it and uh, it'll be in your mailbox very, very soon. We're talking about the important questions to ask yourself when it comes to financial and retirement planning. Some of these people do look introspectively and ask themselves these questions. Others maybe don't realize that they've taken lessons from their life and I think that's a great example of of our next point here, guys. You know, ask yourself, what did your parents do? What did they teach you? Whether it be something they explicitly sought out to tell you about or maybe you just observed the way that they handled their money their finances their spending habits their budgeting all those kinds of things whether you learned it outright or intrinsically there's a lot we can learn from the previous generation and i'll also point out some of it you may want to learn from in a positive way and implement yourself (laughs) others guys we might want to say i don't like how my parents did that or this was a bad habit that they almost instilled on me let me go the other direction
3: You know, that's exactly right. And as you're asking the question, a positive and a negative came to my mind. You know, most of what we learn happens when we're younger. That's when we really see things, and I think it has a great impact. And the positive thing is when things were going great, you know, my parents were so generous with with the church and with family, and I thought, you know, what a wonderful way to be that you don't necessarily have to hoard money, but that you want to, to bless other people with it. But on the flip side, when money is tight, it can cause a lot of friction in a house, and that can really impact your kids and impact the way you treat each other. And you don't want to have that lack of confidence that you have enough money to make it. So, you know, that's why we think, especially moving into retirement, that issue over money can be a a great positive or a great negative to you.
2: Yeah, and when I think about my childhood, I, I grew up a pastor's kid. We were very, very poor most of my childhood and uh, and I can tell you one thing that I, I always saw in my parents is money was always a, an issue but they talked a lot about money and they were they were very responsible my parents with how they handled money. We didn't have a whole lot of debt growing up even though we didn't have a whole lot. There was times where we lived in a parsonage as a part of my dad's you know deal with the church and we didn't even have our own home but we never went without. And um, we didn't always have the best vacations or vacations at all, but we always had fun and money. I don't think money was really an issue in our house, even though we didn't have a whole lot of it. And I learned a lot from my parents, really learning to enjoy life when you don't have money to spend. And um, I learned a lot. And as a financial advisor now, I, I want to instill certain things in, in my kid's life. And I'll tell you a quick story. I go on TV a lot. I'm interviewed. I'm resident financial advisor for CBS and Fox in the area. And we had a segment on kids and finances. And uh, I knew about it for about a week or two before I went on to talk about it. And I had discussions with my kids, but I just kind of asked them the, the topics of the questions. I didn't tell them I'm going on television to talk about this. And then I said, is it okay to the station to bring my son in? And uh, and it's like, sure. So my son was so excited. He put on a suit, you know, <laughs> it just, he was just so, it was a, a good proud dad moment to have my, my son on television with me. And at the end of the segment, the anchor asked my son, I'm sure your dad talks to you a lot about money, you know, and because and I had just said, we had talked about this this last week. And uh, the anchor says to my son, so how was your discussion about, about this topic? Or I forget what exactly... The topic was about Christmas giving or something, and and my son looks at the guy and he goes, "We don't talk about money." (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, been called out. (laughs) Well, we do, but he asked the question in the form of the actual topic, and my son's like, "My dad doesn't talk that way." You know, I was asking him, you know, if you had this toy and you wanted, like, I was making it real to him, where the anchor was talking high level and my son just totally threw me under the bus. Oh, my God. You know, he's six years old. I mean, what do you expect to six? He doesn't think logically like an adult. So it was just really, really funny. But it's it's a challenging thing to invest in the lives about because money is so personal.
1: Yeah, it is. And our decisions are uh, of a very personal nature when it comes to kind of what we desire, what we want. And last but not least, guys, since we're kind of in this introspective mode, one more point to make here would be to ask yourself, and this is a good one, what does money really mean to me? I mean, what role Does it really play in my life? And the answer from a six year old might be a lot different than somebody who's about to retire, but nonetheless, it's an important question for us all to ask.
3: You know, the answer to this, in my opinion, goes to the way I think about life in general. There has to be a balance to it. And when you think about what does money mean to you, you know, it is just a tool, but in terms of a balance, you've got standard of living and quality of life. And you certainly would like enough money to enjoy. The quality of life. Quality of life and standard of living are not necessarily the same thing. So sure, you'd like to have a nice standard of living, but to enjoy a great quality of life is really, you know, where I see the balance with the money situation.
2: You know, it's interesting to me, you know, we've got clients all over the spectrum from very low asset level of of what they have, maybe a few hundred thousand dollars or even less all the way up to clients that have millions and millions and millions of dollars. And one client comes to mind that uh, he's got quite a bit of net worth. He can remember 20 years ago thinking, if I could just get a million dollars, I'd be I'd be ready and confident <laughs> to retire. That was the magic number. For a yeah, back. and here he is 20-some years later. And not only has he got a million, but he's put a, another zero behind that and then some of, of net worth that he's been able to amass. And I'll be honest with you, there's... Not another person I could think of that lives in more fear of running out of money than this particular client, almost to the point where it's crippling his ability to even consider retirement. You know, just like Charlie said, money is a tool. It's a means to an end. It's a necessary evil, but sometimes money can cripple us. And I've seen that so many times, no matter what your net worth is, whether it's very meek and conservative, all the way up to so much money, the average person wouldn't worry. The money doesn't make the worry, it's the person, and sometimes how they're brought up. That's a big deal. And I'll be very honest with you out there. If you don't understand how to handle money, you'll probably always live in fear. So what we're going to do, because most of you out there do not deserve to live in fear. No matter how much money you have, you should not live in fear. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer you the opportunity to put together a real simple plan to help you firsthand see exactly how you should be looking at money, what's most valuable and, and, and important in your life. In this plan that we're going to go over with you, we're going to, we're going to give you a couple things absolutely free. The first one is going to be a forensic fee analysis where you're going to be able to see firsthand exactly all of the fees that you're paying on your investments currently. Next is a tax analysis. We're going to show you exactly what to expect, good, bad, or indifferent, (laughs) of what you're going to be paying from a tax standpoint in retirement. We're going to go over Social Security. So you're going to see there's so many things with Social Security and when's the best way to maximize your benefit. But our planning system is gonna help you figure out when's the best time to maximize your Social Security benefit. We're also gonna run your investments through a stress test. So we're gonna help you see what's working for you and what's not. We're gonna go through a retirement income analysis to help you understand if you're on track to generate the exact amount or more of retirement income or if there's something that you need to make a tweak on to generate more income for the future. All of this is put together into an easy to read and very understandable financial plan. I know the word financial plan does not excite anybody out there, but it is the most required bit of information that you need to live a successful and happy retirement. And if you pick up the phone or your cell phone and text the word kit, call our number, which Walter is gonna give you in a second, we're gonna give you this kit this plan absolutely free. Don't procrastinate. This is the time to get started to ensure that you can find confidence in retirement.
1: So you can get a complimentary review of your financial plan and the Retirement Rescue Toolkit that we were telling you about earlier by calling right now. 855-999-PLAN is the number. That's 855-999-7526. Just request the Retirement Rescue Toolkit when you call in, and you can also get that complimentary review of your financial plan as well with Paul Derso and Charlie Bowers and the team at Insight Folios. Just pick up the phone and call 855 855- 999-PLAN that's 855-999-7526 that toolkit by the way has two books inside of it Charlie's book of course which is Planning on Living Forever and Paul's book Rethink Replan Retire it has audio CDs a uh, report in there as well a couple reports on different important items in the financial world and some other bonus items as well that I think you'll enjoy all you have to do to get that toolkit and your complimentary financial review here in Western North Carolina is pick up the phone and dial 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Stay right there. Much more coming up on today's edition of Simply Financial with Paul Derso and Charlie Bowers.
0: No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers. Learn a simpler way to invest.
1: Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Rocking and rolling here, Walter Storholt alongside Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers, the great team at Insight Folios, serving you throughout Western North Carolina. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Listen to past radio shows, find out more about the team there. That's insightfolios.com. You can also call at any point in time. If you'd like to get a copy of that Retirement Rescue Toolkit in your hands or have questions for Paul or Charlie, just dial 855-999-PLAN. That's 855 855- Nine 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 seventy five twenty six. 7526 You know, in the financial landscape, we often will get different statements from folks when we have conversations with them about their financial plans, and uh, sometimes they try to find the silver lining after they've sort of worked themselves into a corner, and a lot of the times that silver lining just really isn't all that great. It certainly doesn't outweigh maybe the, the negative situation that they've gotten themselves into, but we're all guilty of somehow trying to, you know, maybe get out of that situation And so we're going to present some of those examples on the show over the next couple of minutes. Maybe you've been in a similar situation and will identify with some of these things. Guys, there's, uh, you know, somebody who may have accumulated a lot of debt might try to find the silver lining a little bit by saying, you know what, I still have a lot of that debt on the ledger. But the good news is that, you know, the interest I'm paying is tax deductible. So that's at least a positive that I'm getting a tax break on some of that debt. I would imagine you hear that a lot with mortgages and that kind of thing, right? It's good having the debt because I get the tax write-off.
3: We really do hear that a lot, but it's kind of funny. It says, okay, I'm going to pay $1,000 a month toward retiring my debt because I'm going to be able to get $150 back out of that. (laughs) And people that think like that, they don't know what a tax deduction is. And it reminds me of an episode on Seinfeld where Jerry and Kramer were sitting there. Jerry had a stereo that was over two years old, so it was out of warranty, and it didn't work. And Kramer was going to help him out. And so Kramer takes a stereo, says, give this to me. I'm going to take care of it. And about a week later, it shows up in the mail. And uh, he's beating the box up and everything and it's says, in look in at pieces. this. It's, look, pieces. it's not working. And Jerry's thinking, wait a minute. You're going to tell the post office that they broke it and they're going to have to pay for it. And Kramer's, well, yeah, Jerry, they get to write it off. And Jerry gives him a, a look and says, Kramer you don't know what a write-off is, do you? (laughs) And Kramer looks back at Jerry and says, no, No. (laughs) but they do. (laughs) And I just think that's people that that look for these tax deductions. They don't know what it is, but the IRS does or whatever. So it it just doesn't
1: make good sense. No, it sure doesn't. So that's a good example of looking for some silver lining that just doesn't exist. Anytime we can work a Seinfeld reference in, I think we've accomplished a a good mission here on Simply Financial. Uh, Another statement you might hear from time to time, although this one might be a little bit more rare. I think uh, people know this a little bit better. You know, the bad news here is that the mutual fund I have hasn't performed very well. But the good news is that, you know, the fees are really low in this one. I'm not paying a lot in fees on this particular fund, so it's it's okay that it hasn't done great.
2: You know, the silver lining there is going to be very, very challenging (laughs) to find. Let's just be honest. You know, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but there's a Dalbar study that was done by the end of 2015. It was out of Denver, and it basically was the first year in 2015 where they had 30 full years of data, and that study basically took Wall Street's finest, all of the f- mutual fund professional money managers in the industry, and was able to tabulate exactly what they averaged over a 30-year period. You ready for this, Walter? Go for it. The the average financial professional has made on return 3.66% over a 30-year period where the market has averaged 10%. Wow. So When you ask me this, you know, good news, bad news, you know, my mutual fund hasn't performed well, but the good news is the fees are pretty low. I'm not sure a whole lot of people would say that, although... Sometimes we are looking for the silver I'm gonna write
3: an article about that. It's gonna be called Losing Money Cheaply.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But let's turn it around. Let me play politician for a second and answer your question by restating it. Let's talk about a stock, okay? Let's not use a mutual fund because that's where professionals get involved that charge a lot and uh, there's a lot of fees. But stocks, there's no fees because you're just buying a direct stock. So we're gonna buy a stock that pays a dividend. And you know what? You might say... Well, the bad news is my stock has gone down in value, but the good news is I'm making dividends and I'm able to reinvest those dividends back into the stock and buy at an even lower price. I'm buying them on sale. So if we're really looking on a, for a silver lining with bad performance, it better be something that's paying income, paying dividends, and there's a great silver lining there. But if it's just specifically, which, most of you out there probably have mutual funds. You're going to be hard pressed to find a silver lining Mm. because fees, you know, good or bad, they're fees. Who likes to pay fees? You know, even if it's a low amount of fee, it's still a fee and mutual fund performance. I mean, statistics. I mean, this Dalbar bar shows they're just not that good at making return long term.
1: It all comes back to perspective, though, because I bet, although you may not have a whole lot of people happy to have a poor performing mutual fund, but hey, the fees are low, you do get it kind of in the opposite direction where somebody says, well, yeah, this mutual fund's done really great, or maybe it's any investment. This investment's done great, but it has really high fees. I'm still making a great return, and it, it's a total smashing hit, but the fees are so high, I, you know, it's, it's maybe not worth it to do it. That same sort of mental disconnect just in the other direction of, like, it's, it's, it's working for you. The fees may be appropriate in this particular case, depending on, you know, how it, it truly is performing. That's right. It
3: comes down to value, Walter. Yeah. What, are you paying for value?
2: I mean, if you're paying 4%, heaven forbid, but you're getting 20, well, that's a good proposition. You're netting 16, but if you're paying 10 basis points, one-tenth of 1%, but you're making 1%, right. it, there's no value there. So cost is always relative, which is a good point, yeah. but when you're talking about spending money, cost is always tough.
1: Think of it like uh, trying to lose weight and you're working with a personal trainer. Well, I've uh, you know only lost a pound since I started working with this personal trainer, but they're really cheap. Or <laughs> I've lost seventy-five pounds in just the last uh, you know year of working with this personal trainer. Now it costs an arm and a leg, but I also lost an arm and a leg. So hey, it, it ended up working out okay. All about perspective. That was a really bad go. joke. I can. Tell. Uh. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, we won't dwell on the bad joke for too long. Here's one more for you. Good news, bad news. The bad news is your portfolio just lost forty percent, but the good news is that it's going to come back eventually. Now, this one I know a lot of people may not have been saying that to themselves. This one may be sort of that good news, bad news scenario that they were hearing from advisors back in like 2008, 2009 time frame.
3: Well, this goes back to what Paul was saying uh, in the previous question that, okay, the portfolio went down. If that portfolio is made up of dividend-paying stocks and you're reinvesting those dividends, now all of a sudden you're buying your positions on sale so it just depends on your perspective. If you're in a growth mentality and you may have done real well for and you know and gained fifty percent, but now it drops. What what do you have? You you're right back where you started and, and all that growth and all the smiles you had are gone. And that goes back to what Paul said in, in one of the first segments is that we believe that stock prices lie in that their price is very emotionally driven. Any kind of little news or we call white noise or fear that the media puts out can make stock prices move around. But if they're a good, solid company, that dividend is going to be solid and maybe even increasing year after year. And you're going to see the real value of that company as it continues to pay out.
2: You know, Charlie and I had a meeting last Tuesday, and um, we had a client that had come in. uh, Well, backstory is I met with them about a year ago. They called me up and said, I need an emergency meeting. We got to get together really quick. And I was kind of nervous. And they came in, this is about a year ago, and they said that uh, he had just gotten laid off and uh, he found out that his wife had cancer. They found this out in the same week. He gets laid off, she has cancer. Uh, they were planning on retiring in four short years, but the, the reason the emergency meeting happened is because they had to plan for retirement right now. It's been a year. Good news is uh, she's in remission. She has, uh, She's successfully been able to handle this cancer, long story short here their biggest concern in retiring early is making sure that they could produce and provide the income from their investments that they needed four years early a year has gone by we met we're going through everything and you know the market's been volatile let's be honest it's been a scary place to be in the last six weeks and i brought them in because i wanted to make sure they're doing okay emotionally and you know with this volatility and um i'm doing my thing you know charlie and i were talking and um, going through the volatility. And he stops me literally in the middle of the meeting. And he's like, Paul, do you think that I'm worried about market volatility? And I'm like, well, most of our clients or most people out there are a little bit concerned about it. He goes, let me tell you something. He goes, if I hadn't been getting paid on my investments over the last year, we wouldn't have been able to survive. He goes, volatility is just a nothing more than a point on the time chart i understand there's going to be days that are good and days that are bad but one thing i know more now than ever is that i'm getting paid by my investments and volatility has taken on a new face i don't look at it the same way anymore because those payments that i'm getting are how we've survived in the last year let me tell you that is a wonderful perspective i actually asked him i was like could you teach the rest of our clients this (laughs) uh you know but he's gone through the school of hard knocks And that hard knocks has taught him something incredibly powerful because he's no longer biased to the bottom line. He is now biased to income, which for those of you out there, if you want to have a bias, you should have a bias towards what you're getting paid, not the value of your investment. So here's what we're going to allow you to get. We've put together a retirement rescue toolkit. In this retirement toolkit, there's a couple things. There's actually three books. The first one is called Navigating Retirement. And what we're gonna teach you in this book is basically how to do just that, the ins and the outs of retirement and the planning that goes along with it. The next book is Planning on Living Forever. This is a little bit different take. Um, This is on making sure you've got a plan that'll help you last all of retirement. And since we don't know that, let's plan on live forever. The last one is Rethink, Replan, Retire. This is a book authored by me. This book goes into the ins and outs of what goes into an effective, simple, easy to understand retirement plan itself. In addition to all three of those books, which we're gonna give you absolutely free, you're gonna be able to get our digital newsletter, which we send out every single month, and there's actual videos that we send out along with them that we record every month with new content on things, great perspective education that you can get teaching you how to stay biased in the things that matter most to you. And lastly, we've put together an online class called Mastering the Art of Financial Planning. Now, this was taken from a class we had developed years ago that we have taught through colleges and universities all over the country. It's a very long, semester-long class that we've boiled down into about eight different modules now. Everything's online. You can watch it in the comfort of your own home great financial information it's all videotaped so you don't just get to listen to it you get to watch it too and all of this can be yours absolutely free all you have to do is text the word kit to three three two 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 and you'll get all three books the newsletter and the online class at absolutely no cost
1: it's called the retirement rescue toolkit it's a fantastic resource For someone, maybe you, who hasn't really taken the proper steps to put together a financial plan yet, you're just starting to get into that retirement planning phase of your life, or maybe you've been planning for retirement for a little while but haven't put together a concrete plan, haven't put it in writing, still have some question marks about that plan, the toolkit is a great place to start to get some fantastic information, resources, and that great class that you can take advantage of as well. Mastering the Art of Financial Planning, that's all in this toolkit. A fantastic value and you can get it absolutely free by sending a text the word is kit and you can send that to the number three three two 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 so again you just text the word kit k-i-t to the number 33222. That's going to allow you to get that retirement rescue toolkit. What'll happen is you'll get a text right back from us. It'll have a link and you just click on that and put in your information. It takes like 20 to 30 seconds to make all that happen. Not long at all. And then the team at Insight Folios will mail you that toolkit on Monday. Just text the word kit to 33222 to get your own retirement rescue toolkit with those great resources. Again, just text the word kit to 33222. Now, if you prefer the old-fashioned way you don't want to do texting you just want to pick up the phone and give a call and order the toolkit that way you can do that as well and that number is 855-999-PLAN that's 855-999-7526 so you can call or send the text to get that retirement rescue toolkit stay with us more coming up on today's edition of simply financial with paul Derso and charlie bowers of insight folio serving you here in western north carolina
2: It's getting to know you
1: time. You're listening to Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers. This is the part of the show that we like to call Getting to Know You, where... I ask Paul and Charlie kind of a random question every week just to get to know their personality a little bit better. We talk so much about financial planning on the show, but what about your financial planners? Well, this is where we get to know them a little bit better. Good one for you this week, guys. Charlie, we'll let you take the first crack at this one. They say that smell is the sense most closely tied to memory. So I'm curious, what's a distinct smell that you remember or something you could just smell right now that would take you right back to a certain place in time?
3: I would say that has to be at my grandmother's house. Uh, we would have extended family come over there, and we would make homemade vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. and homemade chocolate fudge sauce, mm-hmm. and just the smell in my grandmother's house was so wonderful. And it takes me back. We called her Guinea, and funny story, Guinea. Guinea funny story that was. I was the oldest grandchild, so you know the oldest sometimes gets to pick. What your name? And I, I remember sitting there looking at her. I said, "I think I'm going to call you Guinea Pig." And so they dropped the pig part, but the Guinea stuck, and so all the grandkids called her Guinea. Wow, that was great.
1: She was a good sport. Yeah, she was. She she loved it. (laughs) And there's silence
2: after that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to talk. Wow, that's nice, Charlie. Okay, (laughs) way to go, man. Nice. All right, thank you
3: all for your support. (laughs) If I
1: tell another story. (laughs) <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, well, we'll try to recover from that. And right. uh, But no, no, that's good. The, the vanilla and the uh, chocolate ice cream part of that was oh, uh, was certainly great. That I'm, was wonderful. I'm yeah. ready for dessert now, too. How about you, Paul?
2: All right, so mine, when I was in high school, I already said earlier that I was raised as a pastor's kid, and uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money, so I had to work starting in, in high school. Actually, my first job that I ever got was when I was 12 years old. And in high school, I worked at this gas station. It was a full-service gas station in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. right off of 695. And I hated the smell of gas. And to uh, be honest with you, I hated the fact that I had work. All my friends got to spend every weekend hanging out and swimming and doing all that. And I was pumping gas. And I kind of resented it a little bit. And uh, one day, I was wallowing in my misery working at the gas station, smelling the smell of gas. And I could not stand it. And I thought, you know, what in the world can I do to take my mind off of this smell? And just as I thought that, this awesome black convertible pulled up with the top down and this very attractive woman, a little bit older than me at that point, pulled in. And she had the most amazing smelling perfume. It just, as she drove by me to pull into the gas station, I was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Everything about that, the car, the, the girl, the smell. And I walked over to her because it was my job, you know, how can I help you? And I just, the smell of that perfume enveloped me. And I literally, I never did this before, but I was like, can I ask you the name of your perfume? And uh, she told me. And from that moment on, I began to ask every person, man or female, what the smell, like what cologne or what perfume. And I became a connoisseur of perfumes, more women than men. And it actually did amazing things in college. It, was, it turned out to be quite the pickup line. The oh, <laughs> perfect pickup line. Oh. But let me tell you, it really took my mind off of smelling gas. And not, the smell isn't the gas. It's every time I smell perfume, no matter what it is, it takes me back to how I dealt with not smelling gas, but rather smelling something that was more important.
3: Yeah. I think a lot of our clients are a little nervous when they walk in here and
1: you're over here taking these deep breaths around. <laughs> them, <so it's> <laughs> I can see that, though, where it's yeah. you're in this moment of I don't want to be here, and the smell of the gas reminds you of that, and then the juxtaposition of you know, the perfume takes you somewhere else. And it just, it did. It's kind it of worked. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty neat. There you go. And it just changed 12 year old Paul Durso's life forever from that moment. Well,
2: on. no, at that time I was 16. Oh, 16. okay. All right. Oh. Well,
1: even more so than probably at that age, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. I was just going to chime in. Uh, the smell that gets me is whenever I go back home to visit mom and dad, They live down on the coast of North Carolina, down in Pine Knoll Shores, for anybody who knows the aquarium down there. They live right nearby the aquarium. Whenever I go over the bridge, either the one going into Emerald Isle or the one going into, from Moorhead City into Atlantic Beach, I roll the windows down, and that smell of the ocean and the sound and the, you know, the sand picks up in the wind and all melds together, maybe some clamshell smell, and it just, uh, you, you know you're home, you know you're at the beach, and it just, the blood pressure drops, you know, 30 points whenever you go over the bridge, so... No, hey, you
3: know, on uh, Seinfeld, Kramer created a perfume called the Ocean. So, oh, I know you know that, Paul. I did not know yes. that. Oh, Ocean.
1: We're gonna have to go find that episode yeah. for Walter. We're gonna
3: send it to Walter. <laughs> <There you laughs> go. He's
2: gonna his blood sugar. Everything's gonna drop when he get, when he smells. It, he's like, oh, ah, I ocean. love it. I love it.
1: All right. Well, there you go. The smells that take us back somewhere. Quite the diversity in our smells, I will say. And uh, that was uh, a fun time. There you go. Getting to know Paul Durso, Charlie Bowers, and myself a little bit better here on the show. We'll get back to the financial talk coming up next. This is Simply Financial.
0: Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half AT squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Time for the mailbag
1: here on Simply Financial. This is where we open up the show to questions from folks like you. And we've got a couple of good ones to feature on the program this week. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Paul Derso and Charlie Bowers, the great team at Insight Folios, serving you in Western North Carolina. Find us online at insightfolios.com. Paul is the creator of the Proprietary Simplicity Process for Planning for Retirement, and he's also the author of Rethink, Replan, Retire. Charlie's written a book as well. He's the author of Planning on Living Forever, Financial Insights from a Recovering Engineer. If you have questions for the team, you can do that by dialing in to 855-999-PLAN, or submit your questions to be featured on the show by going to that website, insightfolios.com. Thomas in Asheville will have our first question of the week. Thomas says, guys, I'm being Forced into an early retirement at 57 from my job with the state. I'll have my pension, but that alone won't be enough to live on. Do I need to find another job since I'm too young for Social Security or to withdraw from my IRAs?
3: Well, Thomas, you've got a lot of moving parts to your question here, and I think uh, we really need more information to be able to guide you on this because the question is you're not 59 and a half yet. Do you need money from your IRA, the 10% early withdrawal penalty? The question about Social Security, do you turn it on at 62, and and do you find the need to keep working so that's going to impact what you get to keep? There's just so many pieces here to the puzzle. I would recommend, Thomas, that you talk to a financial advisor and work on a plan so that you understand what each scenario is for you, whether you – you, you go back to work, or whether you're actually in good enough shape to quit working, so it just depends, and, and we need more information to, to properly address
2: this. And Thomas, what I'd say in addition to that is, you know, we've seen really hundreds and hundreds of our clients retire early, and my advice to you is don't get your hopes up to stay retired, not because you can't afford it, but most of your friends are probably still gonna be working, and whenever we've seen somebody retire early, whether they needed extra money or not they went back to work and it's just uh, the reality is when you're home and everybody else is working you you lose your community and you know i know you're asking financially but in addition to that there's there's lifestyle and community and that's something that's very important so the odds are you probably would go back to work whether you needed it or not
3: and it's especially hard for men because we identify who we are by what we We do do, and then if all of a sudden I'm not doing this anymore then then what does that do to me so you have to be prepared to To have a passion or something that you identify with in retirement if that's the route you go
1: yeah it's a good question though thomas and uh you're asking the right kinds of things but i think i I really key on what uh charlie said there about just a lot of moving parts so you got to make sure that these things work in concert with one another when you start talking about iras and withdrawals and social security and retiring early just enters in so many different variables into the equation you really need to make sure you're hitting the right marks and making the right choices with your plan So really good question. Thank you, Thomas. Bart has a good one for us as we hop over to Fletcher for his question. It's a simple one. He says, guys, I've heard of this thing called the rule of 100. Is it something that you believe
2: in? So the rule of 100, basically you take your age, minus 100, and the balance is going to be what you have at risk. So if you're 20 years old, you take 20 from 100, 80% of your assets should be held in some kind of aggressive or... Place that there can be a lot of volatility. Just think
3: about the market. That's yeah, the what a lot of people refer to.
2: If you're 80 years old, that would mean 80% of your assets would be conservative and 20% would be in the market or something like that. So it is something that is a rule of thumb. I will say this. If you're planning for a very specific you know, retirement that you want for your life, generalities and rules of thumb don't necessarily apply. We don't like
3: rules of thumb so no. much. What's the rule of thumb of what income you need in retirement? Eighty People say 80%. Do you really want to live on Unless. 80%? Yeah, no way. And I just can't help but think about where the term rule of thumb comes from. I think it's old England where mm. you can't beat your wife with a stick bigger than the size of your thumb, the width of your thumb Are you there. serious? I'm serious. Really? Yes, that's the rule of thumb. <laughs> we're going to fact from. check you on fact that. Fact check on that. Uh, I, call, f- I call fake news on <laughs> that. <this.
1: Fake
2: news. laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and check that one
3: out. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't
2: oh, do that wow. before next week's show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely doing that. Isn't rules it? of thumb are just that. You know, They are rules of thumb, Bart. If you're going to plan for your own future – I'd be very careful to, to put a whole lot of energy and effort into a rule of thumb. They're good for conversations. They're good for radio, but I don't know Maybe if they're Maybe a good starting for a point, but no, not for specifics. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's the key, I think, yeah. Starting point, not the thing you base your financial plan off of. There you go. Makes yep. a lot of sense. So if anybody is basically saying, Bart, it's as simple as just, oh, yeah, rule 100, boom. That's all you need to really worry about. Yeah, I think they're probably misinformed when it comes to that explanation. But good question. Thank you for that one as well. A lot of people hear these rules of thumb, and that's the basis of their knowledge for a financial plan. And sometimes we got to make sure we get back on the right track. Let's hop over to Waynesville and get a question from Martin before we wrap up for the week. Martin says, I'm about to get married this summer. Congratulations, Martin. It'll be a second marriage for both of us. Are there any financial issues I should be thinking about before entering into a second marriage like this. Certainly you guys have helped people through this kind of scenario before.
2: Yeah. Money and marriage, typically no big deal. I mean, I don't think you should worry about it at all. (laughs) No No, concern. Yeah. All seriousness, Martin, there's a lot of things that need to be discussed and hopefully you've already started some of those discussions already with your soon to be wife. Some of the things that we would bring up to you as a, as a thorough beneficiary view and having a conversation, are you going to mesh your money together are you going to keep it separate? And if it is separate or meshed, how are the beneficiaries going to get, you know, your money, her money? There's life insurance questions. Are there past life insurances on an ex spouse that need to be taken into consideration? Do you need new life insurance for your new spouse? Uh, do either one of you have any debt that you're bringing into the marriage? Whose responsibility? Is that going to be to pay off Uh, You want to make sure they know about that. Are you going to merge your checking accounts? I mean, you have bills, she has bills. How are you going to handle the money? Is it going to be separate or is it going to be together? You know, how you understand and handle money going into a marriage, if you don't know already, is a a very, very big deal. And the last thing I'd bring up is Social Security. And uh, how long were you guys married in your previous marriages? Are you eligible to claim Social Security on your past spouse? because the rules are going to change when you do get married you know, this summer with each of you. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration when planning for your, your future marriage and how you're going to handle money together.
3: And let me just pick up on the, the beneficiary part that, that Paul mentioned, because I was in an office where this actually happened. So Martin, we're assuming that you love this woman you're getting ready to marry. And if you have a life insurance policy and unfortunately something happens to you, don't have that death benefit being paid out to your first wife, because that that's going to be painful. It's painful enough that uh, your second wife is going to lose you, but uh, then to find out that the first wife is getting your death benefit from your life insurance policy is not going to sit too well with her.
1: Well, Charlie, I think those are our good thoughts here and really all good questions from Thomas Bart and Martin on today's program. And, Paul, I'm sure these are just, you know, some small microcosm of the kinds of questions you're getting in the office each and every day the things we cover here on the radio show just a small example of the kinds of questions you're fielding all the time what does it look like to get a financial plan in place to not only get these specific questions answered but all of our financial and retirement questions and concerns addressed
2: yeah sure so so walter what we do specifically when we sit down with somebody and what we're going to offer you out there right now is a forensic fee analysis. Everything that I'm about to go over is what we're gonna take you through to make sure that you've got a simple, easy to understand plan that can help you address any and all of your questions, needs, and concerns. The first thing we're gonna do is take you through a fee analysis. This is gonna help you understand exactly what you're paying in fees and if they're appropriate for you to be paying in fees right now. Next, we're gonna take you through a tax analysis. Some monies that you've been saving throughout your working years Maybe in a tax deferred status. Some of the monies that you've been saving for retirement have been deferred and you're going to owe taxes on that in retirement. So this tax analysis is going to help you understand exactly what to expect in tax for retirement. The next thing is we're going to do a social security review with you to help you understand when's going to be the most beneficial time for you to turn on your social security. Two other things that we're going to take you through is a portfolio stress test, tell you exactly if the amount of risk you're taking is in line with what you're comfortable with. And if the investments that you're investing in are going to generate the right amount of retirement income for your future, that is something we key in on with everybody. Understanding if your income needs are taken care of for your future is huge. All of this that we're going to do at absolutely no cost is going to be put together in what we call our Simplicity Plan. It's an easy to read, understandable document that you're gonna understand and be able to take with you. No matter what you do over your future, you're gonna have viable information to help you plan and, and take care of your future from an income standpoint, social security, taxation, fee, stress testing your portfolio, all of that is included in your Simplicity Plan.
1: All you have to do to get the Simplicity Plan is pick up the phone and call in right now. 855-999-PLAN is the number. That's 855-999-7526. That'll put you in touch with Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers uh, right here at Insight Folios serving you in Western North Carolina. They'll set aside time on the calendar to meet with you and put together your own simplicity process. 855-999-PLAN. Get the simplicity plan yourself. 855-999-7526. Of 26. Again, your number to dial. If you still have a lot of question marks about your financial plan, if you don't have a customized or comprehensive financial plan in place either, you need to get that, and Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers can assist. Just like they educate us here on the radio show each week, they can do the same for you one-on-one in the office. Just pick up the phone and call 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Well, that'll do it for our program this week. For Paul Durso and Charlie Bowers, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next time here on Simply Financial.
2: Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Paul L. Durso and Charlie B. Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Inside Folios, Inc.